You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley, and now your host, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Revisited, where we revisit a cult classic of the 80s. That's actually a cult classic. What? I forgot what movie we're doing already. What? Oh, yeah, Howard the Duck. Yeah! <laughs> He's our new manager here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Blast of the Past with 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Santel. And as mentioned before, our new manager, Jesse Sedgley the Duck. Quack, quack. Told you. Real quick, <laughs> I don't know the full song. Kind of, sort of reminds me of a this Prince song. song. Get your body down to the ground, let's dance and shout. Bring your body down to the ground. That's what this song kind of reminds me of. I don't know what you're talking about. No, well, <laughs> I need more than that. Sorry, you think so. that was a Prince song? No, no, no. Just oh. a song. That I was like, I don't. My guess was that reminded me of a Prince dance song. Dance and shout. Bring your body know. out to the ground. Let's we'll Google the lyrics and see what happens. In the meantime, yes, everybody, an episode in celebration of Daniel's new favorite movie, Howard the Duck, released August 1st, 1986, almost six years to the day since the travesty of Xanadu was released. IMDb 4.3, Rotten Tomatoes 15%. Yes. I guess if I was to guess, Daniel will be playing the role of Rotten Tomatoes this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the budget was a ridiculous $35 million estimated. <clears throat> opening, he did pretty good opening, $5 million. Domestic gross, 16.2. Worldwide, 37.9. So it barely made its money back. Okay. Is that a Jackson song? I don't know. We're investigating these lyrics, yeah. everybody. It was directed anyway, by William Huck. Yeah, that's the song. Who uh, He's more famous for doing the screenplay for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and also American Graffiti. That, that Andrew had to tell me that, and I was like, really? He's done such good She knew good that stuff. offhand? Or? No, she read. Oh. Yes, I mean, so he's obviously more gifted as a screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, like I said, it was written by him and Steve Gerber. And I Gerber like is, the one, right there. is the one who created it. <laughs> he looked when you said that. The one who, he also is the comic creator of Howard the Duck, and he also did a lot of writing for 80s television cartoons, or 80s cartoons, uh, like Thundar the Barbarian, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. So, and the producer, same producer as Willow, Mr. George Lucas. No, that don't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Starring, the, at this time, lovely Leah Thompson as Beverly Switzler. She's okay with Oh yeah, this movie. Like I think we mentioned it before. Like when the last time she came up on the podcast on Back to the Future, that this is the movie that made me like. Like I liked Mm. her. Attract. I was attracted to her in this movie. The attractive to me was Beverly Hillbillies. I thought she was fine in that movie. Oh, I mean, again, that's like what ten years later. Happiness. Excuse me. Happiness. (laughs) Oh, Jim Barney. Now, now I got a tear in my eye thinking about Jim Barney. That's the song to remind you of. Yeah, sort of. The music, yeah, I can yeah. see that. See with the yeah, yeah. duck. Yeah. <laughs> it can work. We do a mashup: Howard the Duck <laughs> versus Michael ja- Michael Jackson. Uh, but yeah, Leah Thompson, of course, she's an alumni of the show. Been in Red Dawn, Back to the Thank Future, you, and also uh, a lot of people, younger people than us, might remember her as Caroline from Caroline in the City, which ran for yep. a decent amount of time. And also another. 80s alumni and convicted pedophile, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Jeffrey Jones as Doctor Jennings. Of course, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Ravenous, and also Beetlejuice. And as we mentioned on the Ferris Bueller's episode, he is a convicted pedophile. So, 
for that full story, tune into that episode because we don't we don't give pedophiles airtime on this dates. show anymore. But uh, and then were you surprised to see Mr. Tim Robbins? That's Phil. And you wonder that dude went on to make Shawshank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course he played in stuff like Shawshank, mm. War of the Worlds, Mystic River, and Mr. Yeah, yeah and then uh, the voice <laughs> of to lose. Howard's voice because he was <laughs> played by he was played by four different uh, excuse me not midgets pardon me dwarves in suits uh, but his voice was a gentleman named term. Chip Zen uh, and he was a, mainly a uh, little person uh, soap opera actor he did a lot of uh, he did work in Guiding Light and uh, what's the other All My Children. But most recently, he was in my favorite September 11th movie, United 93. That's one of the passengers. Really? Yeah. Mm. He's. I mean, that's, he's not like notable. He's not anything else. Mm. So. I tell yeah. you. Anyway, what everybody's been waiting for since last week, Daniel. <laughs> what do you think of this movie? This is the worst movie I've watched on the podcast. So, Big Trouble in Little China is- can no longer be referenced by yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's a one good thing. That's the good thing. That's a I positive. I'll look at that I as a positive. I stand this movie. What about? I mean, explain. Just little things that aggravated me about it. Like the, the one-liners were so bad to me. Uh, I mean, I can't even come up with any right now. But just the acting was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Robbins. That's a, He was bad. Well, he played it. I mean, he played a stereotypical. Yeah, but he played that stereotypical character. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even Tim Roth. I mean, where are you gonna? I mean, Clint Eastwood could have been in that role and couldn't have done anything with it. Hey. I mean, it's not like an <laughs> acting. Well, then You're talk. Dark. It was like the director said, "No, no, that was too good. You can't have that. <laughs> this Let's has to redo be stupid. it." Yeah, <laughs> that's what it seemed like to me. Stop acting. I couldn't stand Howard's voice. I just, if I was a kid, I would have liked it more. I wish I could have. And I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is a perfect example. Oh, of this, cool as a duck. Mm-hmm. Why this podcast exists, uh, because it shows. This is a perfect example. I think more so probably than any movie we've done, to where you can really see the differences between watching a movie now, revisiting a movie now without ever seeing it before or having it connected to your childhood as and how it holds up modernly. Because I, I mean, honestly, I can. I love. I like this movie. I don't even say I love it, but it's a big part of my child because. Like you said, Howard I, the I had Duck. I never Hall. watched it until yesterday. You know, and of course, as a kid, if I, whenever I saw George Lucas's name on anything, I would watch it. No matter, I mean, at, at that age, yeah. you know, because oh, Willow, oh, Howard the Duck, Star Wars, of course, American Graffiti. As a kid, yeah, Indiana Jones. Wow, you know, like to me, George Lucas was as a child, he was almost God, in a yeah. big sense. Like whatever he, whatever, if I see his name or he's doing something, I'm gonna watch it. And it was like that until the Phantom Menace, uh, pretty much. So. I know he's kind of getting some cred back now with the Robot Combat League on Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the previews for that? <laughs> I watched the first episode. I haven't watched an episode because I'm afraid to. That you if I watch be. it, the magic is going to be the I, the magic idea I have of what it really is is going to be gone. It's, it's uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's yeah, all it is. and actually, uh, after the last episode of Face Off, they showed like the uh, I guess the previous episode ending or the, when Face Off went off, the DVR records a few minutes of the next show, which is Robot Combat League, and right. it was a red one and a blue one. Fighting, I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I guess uh, when he, after selling Star Wars, that's what he came up with to try to make r- the movie real, steel a reality, except without Hugh Jackman. Instead, he got Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's just okay. That's what you're talking about with Chris Jericho. I remember seeing him. Yeah, yeah it's um, basically these giant robots are wheeled out and their arms can move. At least from the that's what I gathered from the previews. Uh, was, there, there are teams of two. One controls the legs. One controls the arms. Okay. So uh, it's robot boxing, basically. You know, when to move in, when to move out, and the other person controls punches and stuff. How responsive does it look? Like to me, it seems like there's, you know, if you move back, the robot isn't and can be like real steel, where like they're actually use to you them movement. with their feet. So I, I don't think it is that really? response. It's like playing a video game with lag or something. I mean, uh, it's like playing an old video game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Base Wars. Cyborg Justice on Genesis. It doesn't quite do what you want, but it, it'll get there. Yeah. Like, because they have these big uh, things that go on their arms whenever they throw a punch, and they just have to hit it just right in order to... And the thing does this, you yeah. know? So it's... Or, you know, the joint comes up from the bottom, and they're doing an overhead punch, and it's two different things. Yeah, <laughs> so it's... It's not we're, not... we're not to the future yet. All right, they had one challenge where they had to hit a small target on, a, on another robot, and one guy just holds out his hand, and then they just walk forward. <laughs> they got the that's, job done. That's the smart one. That's <laughs> yeah. the one you got to watch out for. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to hit, and he just like, 
He just holds out his hand and walks for it. Okay, walk for it. I'm just going to raise my hand to wherever it needs to be. That works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Howard. Like I said, yeah, produced by George Lucas, Leah Thompson. We don't know the cast. Uh, so I didn't even know what league had anything to do with George Lucas because his daughter's on there as one of the. Well, maybe that's. What, well, I thought it was produced by him or something. I, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm just thinking that his daughter was in it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. Because I remember. Because I. Well, honestly, for his daughter to be on there, I believe that he has a part in it financially or. Maybe unspoken She's or something. like an MMA fighter or something now. You know what? He adopted both, like all of his, I guess maybe three. He adopted every one of them. What fucking orphan luck is that? It's like reverse <laughs> Batman. You know, you start off as an orphan, but you get adopted by like the richest, one of the richest dudes in the world. Tom Cruise has one too. And then Brad Pitt, Angelina. Oh yeah, but they like many. eight. You know, it seems to me, if, you know. Yeah, you got to split the pot between yeah. all eight of you. <laughs> Whereas you you know, I, I'll tell you this though: if I was one of George Lucas's ado- his adopted kids and he sold Star Wars, I would have like probably shot him. Like that's my fucking inheritance. Yeah, but that's, it turned into I real was, money. Like still, I've, you wanted the product. I want know. Star Wars. It's mine. I'm gonna make seven, eight, nine. Fuck Disney. <laughs> Not really, because I'm super excited about that. Yeah, they've, done, they've announced nothing but good choices and yeah, everything about that. Anything. So we'll see. Uh, anyway. Uh, so Daniel didn't like this movie. <laughs> a little bit. Extremely bored with it. Well, uh, name. What's your favorite part? Yeah, I was about to say, like, name, like, what was something that was not bad? If anything that you can think of. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. On the bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. That's probably it. What Honestly, about duck titties at the beginning, huh? That was that? one of those, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> titties, PG. Well, let me ask you this. At what part did you realize, like, okay, this is bad. When you turned it off like 40 minutes in or whatever, when you said you turned it off, or you watched it in three chunks? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, what was so the first realization? Seeing like Rolling probably Egg like, magazine. Probably like... <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> Actually, it would have been better if he stayed in the duck world and did stuff uh, to me. I could have used a little more duck world. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably about five minutes into him getting to the new world. Mm-hmm. Or to us. Oh, the say. whole duck food part didn't... Quack Make you man. laugh giddily uh, like a child as I did the first time I watched foo. it. God. Yeah, <laughs> quack foo. <laughs> yeah, it's but, uh, just like and seeing this little, I I, I just couldn't, st- <laughs> I just didn't like it. That that's fine. At least now you can't rag on Big Trouble in Little China anymore. Mm-hmm. So see, this was all a plan <laughs> on my part <laughs> to get you to stop hating on Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as a kid, I absolutely love this movie. Revisiting it now. Mm, it doesn't hold up at, at anywhere as near as that that wonder when you're a child. My, I'll give you a perfect example. Or compa- well, no, that's a bad comparison. Oh, See, here's like, another one to me. We talked a little bit of like Willow. You know, is Willow a good movie or is it something that wasn't good that I just liked it as a kid? No, I think it's a good movie. No, Willow is a good movie. There's no Labyrinth. Movie. Yeah, same thing. Is you know, is there some people that I liked Labyrinth when I was a kid, but now David well, Bowie's kind of weird. Blah blah blah. You you know, you know. Well, I think the the difference between say the like Labyrinth and Howard the Duck is the fact that when you watch Labyrinth as a kid, it's a kid's movie, yeah. but it works on an adult level too. So when you watch it as an adult, especially when you're an adult and you learn, and if you like David Bowie's music, and then you you know uh, you j- appreciate Jim Henson's creativity and everything, it, those movies operate on two different levels. Because I mean, Willow really is really adult for the age that we watched it yeah you know six and seven uh and everything because i mean you got people getting stabbed i mean it's it's pretty violent for and there, i mean there's some you know general kale has got a monkey skull mask and uh bav morta screaming when she's all wicked out and you know it's got some moments that are terrifying however howard the duck has one of the most terrifying moments i ever experienced as a kid when i was uh, a lad of six watching this on home video when they're driving in the truck that thing comes out of his mouth and like plugs yeah. into that's terrified me as a kid. <laughs> like there the three biggest scenes of movies that scared me as a child were this was one of them to where like I actually had a, a nightmare about it, like people's crap coming out of their mouth and plugging the cigarette lighters or whatever. Uh I mentioned I think before the sand the sand person scene in Star Wars. When I when I saw that really and I was really, really young when I saw that and that when he pops up <laughs> as a kid that terrified me and I had nightmares where I was chased by sand people as a very young child, I still remember. Uh, but the third thing that freaked me out as a kid was actually in Superman 3 where the chick gets sucked into the computer and turned <laughs> into a robot. That thing freaked me out as a kid. Couple, so basic, 
go ahead. I was going to give you a couple of mine. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Large March. What about the most like that never bothered me. Oh, that bothered me. And uh, the uh, the hell do you call it? The damn machine. The flattener on Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, when he gets. Oh, when he gets the steamroller. Yeah, steamroller. Yeah, and then he gets up. Yeah, yeah, when he gets up, that's kind of freaky to me. Where he like inflates. <laughs> That used to scare me when I was little. It took me a long time to realize that was Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> just because that character was so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really is. Uh, but see, that, that's also funny to me because of the thing, like, you know, you look at things that stuck out in my mind that terrified me and look at the same things that were terrified you. But again, with the exception of Howard the Duck, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is still awesome. Uh, Star Wars, of course, is amazing. Uh what else did I say? Superman, Superman 3 is a bad movie, but still has one of the greatest Superman moments ever, which we talked about on the podcast before. Uh, so it's forgiven for that. Uh, and then Roger Rabbit, I mean, there's not much to say about that because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, but I, Howard the Duck is definitely one of those films that works. Like, the only people that I think that can really li- that like this movie are the ones that saw it like me when we were six years old or we were young, like we were kid enough to where like, oh, it's a movie about a talking duck. It's like Muppets, except... It's pretty adult Muppets, even for the you know. Because while I was watching it again, I, mean, I have it on I have it on DVD because it's a piece of my childhood. So it's one of those when I found it, I ordered it, and blah blah blah. So I've I've, I've seen it you know several times, but uh, watching it this time, especially because when, whenever I watch something for the podcast, despite how many times I've watched it, I watch it in a different frame of mind. Almost like I'm like I wonder if Daniel's gonna like this part. Oh, I bet he likes that part. Or like wow, I didn't realize this was meaning this or or you know just different little th- little nuances of the movie, but definitely. As a kid, I love this movie. As an adult, yeah, you know, I, my child probably won't watch it. Like this is probably not one that I'll let him watch. Another thing I couldn't stand was uh, Jeffrey Dones when he was doing that the voice, of the Overlord, the Dark Overlord. Yeah, I could not stand it. Boy. <laughs> maybe it was in a bad mood or something. I don't know why. I just I don't know. Maybe this, you should watch it again. This, this movie. Yeah, no, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll just maybe read Jesse's watched, Twitter. Maybe if you watched it all <laughs> yeah. at once. Without any gaps, you'd no, appreciate it. No, I would hate it more. <laughs> so, your, so your personal hell would be to watch Howard the Duck again for eternity on loop. Yeah, it would be up there. Yeah. More so than Xanadu. Yeah, because I can I, look at Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's a small trade-off to not have no, to look at everything. Not. No, to look at everything and hear everything else in that movie, as opposed to, you know, you get a Leah Thompson, which is about a third of Olivia Newton-John. So... I, and that, then Olivia Newton John is top five for that one moment for how she looked. Ever. That's true. I can't argue with that. Ever. But that 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 I guess I gotta see this movie because <laughs> don't don't Jesse. Just there's got to be a montage on YouTube of just like her scenes. Do, by the way, yeah, yeah. Tune Maybe. in last week for that discussion. But uh, yeah, I think this is definitely a movie that in the hourglass of time or the magnifying glass of time, it it's not it's nowhere near as entertaining as it was when I was a kid. I don't it's, hate it. It's rolling downhill as age goes on. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's more so... <laughs> like an egg. <laughs> a duck egg. <laughs> a duck egg. Except it's snowballing. It's getting bigger <laughs> it's and getting, bigger. It's like my Mardigan. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is this is one definitely that... Um, I think it's just the magic of it is only... You have to catch it at the right time, I guess. I keep almost jerking the mic, uh, the headphone cord out of the thing, so mm. expressing myself with my hands, which you people can't see. Uh I think definitely it's you have to catch it at the right time in I guess your childhood development. I caught it at like two thirty a.m. to four thirty a.m. <laughs> what? Yeah, like yesterday? When was it? I mean, it was a weekend? couple nights ago. Yeah. And I decided to get to Twitter but since I had no one else to, you know, mystery science theater it with. I just went to Twitter and live tweeted the whole thing. So if you go to Twitty, uh, Twitty, <laughs> Conway Twitty. Twitty's grave, and <laughs> if you go to Twitter and it's is it at. Sedgley? Sedgley, S-E-I-D-U-L-E. Yeah, uh, so if you know, if you remember this movie or if you've seen it and you can scroll down to where it starts, you can read my You can comments. pretty much understand what he's referencing if you've seen the movie yeah. once or twice. It's pretty entertaining and we kind of were joking like, I wish, you know, it'd be fun to have watched this together and right. riffed it pretty much. Uh, Next few bad ones, I love you, Trey. That. <laughs> you make me laugh. Why? <laughs> you because make of the me twitty? laugh. Or are you laughing at something else? Every time there's always something you do that, or say that just makes me laugh. You know, when I get excited, I forget how to talk. It's like, yeah. I have a fat no, but tongue. It, but it's awesome. Like, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm sure there's some listeners that are like, oh, there's that. Oh, wow. He fucked up again. That dude needs to like learn how to speak. I'm glad you appreciate it. There goes Trey fucking up again. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> 
That's that Zach Morris. Anyway, drink. We'll get to our scores a little bit later on, but trivia wise, this was I, this floored me. Not floored me, but this was really surprising. Tori Amos auditioned for the role of Beverly. That's a weird one. Which I can see that for some reason. A very emotionally damaged. Yeah, like Beverly. You, know, you know, with her <laughs> instead of the guitar, she's carrying a keyboard or a guitar yeah. with her, and oh how I can't imitate her. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, oh, it's dark. The cave overlords attacking me. You know, <laughs> uh, if you know Dude, Tori Amos' music, you see where I'm trying to do. Do be, her version you gotta have a piano over it, you know. Like if Jesse played the piano, like I learned a lot of piano off of her stuff. The duck. She's very breathy. I mean, I, I like Tori Amos. I think she's awesome. But it would have been hilarious. Like honestly, she probably would have not been what she is today if she would have been in this movie because she might have killed herself. Because <laughs> she seems like the type of person that like, oh, I, you know, I don't do stupid. You know, now that I'm a stout or get well, I, never mind. I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> But also, Phoebe Cates auditioned. Oh, you don't know who Phoebe Cates is? Who is it? Uh, she's married to Kevin Klein, but oh, what's that stupid movie she's in with the red swimsuit? Richmond High. Fast yeah, times uh, Fast Times. High. What God. is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we're going to do that eventually on the podcast anyway. I'm surprised you haven't. She is famous. Cage, man. She is famous for her pool scene in that movie. Oh, okay. And she's gorgeous. She was all, she's in Gremlins bum, 1 bum, and 2. Bum, bum, uh, bum, bum, bum. But Phoebe Cates, and she still looks good. Yeah. Like, she is still a gorgeous woman. Uh, any any kid that saw Fast Times immediately fell in love with her. Any 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 male that saw her get out of the, come out of the pool fell in love with her. And like I said, she's still married to Kevin Klein. As if is, you're waiting for that to expire. I know, like, I mean, look at him. He's old, like, die already. You haven't been in a good movie since Dave. Give it up. I think uh, Kevin Klein kind of went more, I think he does more of the stage. He's more of a theater actor now. From what I believe, oh, there it is. There's like, of course, a, looking up Fast Times, Phoebe Cates. I'm gonna get her topless a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. There it is. Oh, there yeah. it is. Yeah. That is so, that is one of the, like that's that's an iconic '80s scene. Like, mm-hmm. you usually see like there's like montages of '80s movies, whatever. You usually see a clip of her in a red sweat and a red bikini. Well, I might need to watch that too. Plenty of times. Yeah. In a sense, on uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Where uh, the chick comes out of the pool in the red bikini and throw or takes off the underwear and throws it at the window. And it's uh, I got it maybe not be a exact uh homage or reference, but that's every time I, anytime I see a red bikini, I think of Fast Times Original Hunt. No matter <laughs> no matter what it is, cuz I think of that scene, I think of Phoebe Cates flashing her titties. Well, they did it in a not another teen movie, didn't they? I don't know, I didn't see it. Oh. Wow. Well, there you go. What? Oh. Sorry, I had, had an important text come into the Awesome Podcast Network studio. <laughs> this just in about a movie from a long time ago. Yeah. Howard the Duck. Anyway. Sequel. No, I'm kidding. Howard the Ducks with the dollar the sign. <laughs> Jim yeah. Oh, speaking of Jim Cameron, uh-huh. quick tangent. This is... this. Okay, on Face Off, we watch, you watch Face Off, Jesse. Have you seen the latest one? I have not seen the latest one. Okay, well, the guest judge is... Uh, for, I don't even remember the, da- the dude's name, but he's the, he was the producer of Titanic and Avatar. Okay. And he's on there giving critique about makeup. And here's the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, if you're a producer on a James Cameron film, you pretty much had zero input on anything. You just gave <laughs> him the money and told and let him do whatever he wanted to do. And this dude, like, no disrespect to the guy, I don't remember his name, but you know, if I was a producer, you know, yeah, I would I would also list some non-James Cameron things I did because it's a one-man show when you're on a Cameron film. Right, right. It doesn't matter what you if you're putting up the they money. They know who the boss is. Exactly. It's like, why are you judge? Why, where's James Cameron? Let him come judge this shit. In that meeting, you have to raise your hand to speak. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in, your uniform has to be pristine as well, and <laughs> yeah. you, you have, have to be recognized. Before every you first and last word is sir. Right. <laughs> anyway, that was a quick tangent because we mentioned James Cameron. That just aggravated me that this dude's on there. That was on that show. Anyway, uh, George Lucas spent two million on Howard the Duck's costume, Jeez. and eight different actors worked inside it. Uh, and on the 2009 DVD release, which I have, uh, they revealed that a child, act- child actor was intended to be in Wait, the you suit. you own this movie? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought I said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, you say you had it on DVD. Yeah. Which uh, I was kind of wondering why. I just wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those pieces of Why you didn't childhood. give me the DVD? Oh, because I wanted to watch it again before. Oh, okay. So. How'd you watch it? Uh, uh, Amazon uh, Instant Video. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> he burned me. Yeah, you get a digital copy with that DVD, right? Yeah, yeah, I just gave him the digital copy. 
He-Man's here, everybody. <laughs> Special guest, He-Man. That's that's my that's my text message tone. So you know I love you know I love the eighties. That was the same text Daniel got. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, but the kid in the suit didn't work because I guess the kid couldn't take direction. And also mm-hmm. a, a a non I keep want to say use the M word uh, a non dwarven child <laughs> is at different proportions to a dwarf. You know, uh-huh. I mean, they they have the smaller legs, which you know Howard has small. You know, he's not like he's not a little person. He's like he's a midget. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. He's oh, a dwarf in a suit. <laughs> you know, if you're a fan of Brad Williams, who's a midget comedian, I'm gonna say midget because he uses the word midget. He's he's okay with it. He's, yeah, but it's like a black guy saying the N word. He can exactly. say it all he wants. Well, no, no, he <laughs> wants everybody to use it. Okay, what's um, his name again? I'll, so I can... I'll put in a plug for him. Okay. Uh, it's, he has the About Last Night podcast. Is one I listen to. Okay. Yeah, as a fellow podcaster, I thank you, friend. You have unchained me, midget, 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 midget. Look, there's a midget over him, there. I'll send him an excerpt of this part of the show. That one little <laughs> little person that listened to the podcast is yeah, gone. The one person that downloads it, other than like my mom, is like, oh, that's it. One star rating. They use the M word. Well, now you know why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they they realized they couldn't use a kid because of his inadequate proportions. But midgets were fine. His balls hadn't dropped yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Leah Thompson actually did her, all, did her all, all of her own singing, as did all the other actresses in her group, which, you know, Cherry Bomb, really? which I also includes Daniel, which Daniel and Jesse both spotted in her band. You spotted? Cherry? Oh, yeah. Holly Robinson Pete. Yeah. More famously known as the chick, the good looking chick from Hang Mr. Cooper. I don't remember <laughs> her name. The only person I remember that show was Mr. Cooper. <laughs> I don't remember their names. And if that other one's listening to the podcast, she's gone too. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're just we're, our, 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 our listeners are dropping like flies. We lost all the you know anti-abortion people. Yeah, a few months ago. Now I mean we're just we're just losing every sort of possible demographic we could even have. So if, you, if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, this was, and when you really think about it, you're like, oh wow, it really is true. Well, of course it's true, but I mean it's like kind of makes you think. This was the very first. Feature film based on a Marvel comic. Nice. Look how far we've come. <laughs> it's gotten a bit better. No, I mean, honest, okay, you're you're an executive. I think was it Universe. I can't remember whatever studio did this. You're sitting there. Yeah, comics. This could be big. What are the kids like right now? Well, let's see. They like <laughs> Spider Man and Incredible Hulk. No, no, that's no, too no, mainstream. No. We need something better. Something with feathers. <laughs> Wait a second. Hawkman? No, 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 no. That's too mannish. We need some... Angel from that uh, Z-Man. No, nah, that's too religious. We need uh, something kids can identify with. Hmm. Someone hmm. cool. Yeah. Someone they're... who likes a cigar like I do. Yeah, and he's smart aleck and he's adult, but he's a kid, sort of. He appeals to kids. Wait a second. Howard the Duck. And, I'll... and I guess everybody in the room just were yes men and just yes, nodded their yes, heads. Yes yes, 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 sir. Yes, whatever your studio head is. We should do this. We should make this. We should spend twenty, or excuse me, thirty-five million to make this movie. Jeez. So yeah. But it's it, it's 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 awesome to see that you know, you started with Howard the Duck and you come you now. You have Avengers. So who knows? Maybe they'll he'll, they'll bring. Maybe he'll back. show up in the. <laughs> he recently made a reappearance in Hero Clicks, which me and Jesse play. So yeah, there there's still go. hope for another Howard the Duck movie, Daniel. <laughs> He's in a Hero Click. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he a, he's a comic character. Get on mic. <laughs> yes, he is. He's in a hero click. <laughs> yes. Recently released in this Amazing Spider-Man set. He's with Man Thing. Sitting on his back, riding him like a. I would swamp never horse. play him. You should. You should just. <laughs> you should play hero clicks, and you should play nothing but Howard the Duck. He's a, he's a support piece. He heals people. So. Mm. <laughs> Except Daniel, if Daniel was a hero click and he were adjacent, he would like yeah. Daniel would lose. I would not. I want your heels. Yeah. He's like leech for Daniel. Yeah, just Which if you know, we're talking hero clicks jargon, so if you don't know it, we apologize. I'm trying to explain it as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do that a lot. <laughs> you want to continue, or are we moving on? Yeah, we're moving on. Okay, sorry. Uh, the evil overlord in the movie, the in Dark Overlords of the Universe, which Daniel hates when Jeffrey Jones talks like that. Dark Overlords of the Universe uh, was based on the Marvel villain who originally brought Howard to Earth. Uh, in the comics, his full title is Thog, the Netherspawn Overmaster of Sominus. Yay. I had a tweet about that <laughs> demon he becomes. Yeah. Demon has mad micro skills. 
Because at the part where he's like keeping them all shocked and yeah. like he's looking up at this guy, he just kept going back to it. They yeah. could have put it in the story that they're going to stay that way forever. Yeah. But no, he kept having to do it. Yeah. It was like an enchanter, an EQ, or yeah. wow, they have a, you know, keep them rooted. At the yeah. He's got, he's got really MMOs. good actions per minute. Yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> like in StarCraft, the number oh, of is. actions per minute. Yeah. yeah. These he pros just kept are like, doing it. Like, yeah. 240. I mean, yeah. they wrote the script. Mm-hmm. They could have just said, okay, they're shocked forever until he releases mm-hmm. them or whatever. I don't think they cared. I know. But they, it was just need... funny that they had to keep doing it like like a rogue and wow, mm-hmm. keeping somebody stunned. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this was pretty funny. Uh, John Cusack and Martin Short both auditioned for the voice of Howard. If either of them had been in it, would that have changed anything? If his voice was less annoying? Yes. A little bit. I couldn't stand his voice. What I if Billy Crystal was Howard the Duck? I wouldn't have liked it. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, he's Mike Wachowski. Like I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't like his voice, except in... I kind of like the, the Mike uh, character. Yeah, okay. I didn't like the Howard the Duck character. But, okay. I mean, no, you, you, put, you put Mad Mortigan's voice in Howard, it would have helped a little, but not really. I don't think it would have helped at all, just because of how Kilmer is. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, we got to do this or something. He just seems, he seems so laid back. Mm-hmm. To where, like, it wouldn't... Oh, look, the top ten most disturbing Howard the Duck moments. Howard! We'll give it a little listen. Oh, now he's going to make it more... The video person is yeah. going to make it more annoying by rewinding it in... Chip- that was pretty bad with Tim Robbins doing that, though. Oh, I can't yeah. swim! What kind of place is this that has a bunch of hot tubs? I mean, obviously it's some sort of brothel. <laughs> in Cleveland? But the thing is, they, they're government-recognized. Yeah, because that's, where they, that's where they, they looking got for employment. <laughs> I would expect this in 80s Detroit, but not Cleveland. Cleveland. I wonder what Drew Carey thinks of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, because Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland rocks. By the way, who's oh. on? Is there anybody is coming back? What is Oh, well, I saw that. I see, yeah, Aisha Tyler. Yeah, see, that, that's, look how fucking creepy that is. It's like a the fucking mouth scene. penis coming out of his fucking mouth. mouth penis. And he's a pedophile, so now it makes it even weirder. He had to weirder. hold that in his mouth for that scene. Just that creeped me out as a kid. It scared me. Number seven. I think I got just the position for you. Howard the perv. He's gonna eat that he's ass. He's about to have some sandwich. I got a feeling. You can take to this job like a duck to water. But he can't swim. It's, it's even funnier in hindsight. Uh, Play Duck Magazine, yeah, at the beginning. That was hilarious. That was the first. That's probably my favorite part of the movie it. was was when he was on Duck World. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, uh, what was it? Breeders of the like, Lost PG, though. I guess because it's duck titties. I guess duck titties. I'm gonna make a movie full of duck titties. It's gonna be (laughs) rated G. Yeah, (laughs) duck titty. (laughs) Duck titty story of duck titties. Oh, this is where they're raping them or something. (laughs) All the cops are just kind of fondling them. See, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Howard must have a penis. Because he's a boy. Yeah. But, you know, he always stays covered up. Unlike Donald Duck. We could always give it you know, a or Porky Pig. Like, yeah. you, know, they're, you know, the quote, you know, if you're walking around in the underpants on, you're Donald Duck in it. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, what what does Howard have to hide? I mean, he is he like, you know, the, the uh, black equivalent of a duck as opposed to Donald Duck being a white duck? Is he just so well endowed that he has to, you know, keep his boxers on? I'm pretty tired. Or maybe he's just totally embarrassed. That he yeah. doesn't have anything. It could be. Maybe he's just Micro. trying to put on a good show for yeah. Beverly. It would be a porn version where he's like hung huge. <laughs> <laughs> this was so weird. Yeah. All right, come. On. Oh, we got to see what the number one one is. <laughs> yeah, we're only at number three. Zoophilia. I mean, oh, this is where they make out in shadow. Yeah, and that was everybody bad. sees it like, oh dear God. Jeffrey Jones is like, I want to do this in a couple of years, except with little boys. Oh, duck boobies. Oh, look, duck yeah. boobies. That's not disturbing. That's comedy gold. Is she still singing? What the hell? <laughs> they're zooming in on the duck titties. Yeah, they are. Those are some nice, supple titties. <laughs> okay, number one. Especially for a PG movie. 
developed a what was disturbing about that, other than him? <laughs> I mean, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, where Leah Thompson's getting in bed. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We get it. That's an invalid list. Anyway, where were we? I think I was about. Oh, uh, yeah. So if if you if you could pick any actor to voice Howard, and you could watch it until and you used to watch this movie again, but anybody you pick will voice Howard. What would you pick? Who would you pick to make it more enjoyable for you since you hate this movie? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Top of your head, Tom Hanks. Marty McFly. <laughs> I, it's hard for me to just say. Yeah, well, this guy's Johnny worse. Depp, Sasha Baron Cohen. Helena Bonham Carter. Mel Blanc. He probably just would have done, oh, Sophie, talk like Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) This is a witty duck who didn't have the sound at all for being witty. Mm -hmm. I think he just wanted to sound like like they referenced in the movie where Tim Robbins, (laughs) they didn't want to make him sound duckish to make it more awkward. Anyway. All right, score time. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I got one more. This is... you always learn something on this podcast, I find. And today's science lesson, kids, is about rabies. Uh, space rabies. Space rabies is a non-existent disease. Uh, however, you know, he used it to scare Beverly's manager into paying her the, uh, the band and everything. Just remember, kids, the real rabies virus can never be transmitted by birds. Only mammals. Yeah. So, so if f- a bird man threatens you with rabies, laugh in their face and kick them. Yep. Pretty much. Now, if a platypus or a wolverine or any other large mammal or small mammal threatens you with rabies, rocket raccoon be threatens you. Yes, <laughs> be careful. That'd be awesome if in the Guardians of the Galaxy new, new movie, <laughs> so space rocket rabies. raccoon shoots Howard the Duck or contracts space rabies somehow <laughs> from it. He coats his weapons with the blood of Howard the Duck to transmit space rabies across the what galaxy. What's going to reference him? I, I doubt I, it. I, I'm just. I, I highly doubt if. The, I would be surprised if they call Rocket Raccoon Rocket Raccoon. Really? I think they'll just call him Rocket or Rocket, something. Rocket, yeah, that makes sense. You know, or RR, but never like Rocket Raccoon. Because to me, or to the general people, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like Howard the Duck showing up in Avengers for like, you know, like even just one scene, like, we're recruiting the Avengers. Movies ruined. Yeah, like, hey guys, it's me, Howard the Duck. And like, and then all of a sudden the audience is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jar Jar just entered. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Any, uh, oh yeah, scores, so. That's the last bit of trivia. Go ahead. You want to go first, Daniel? Xanadu was a three last I'd probably week. give this one and a half. One and a half. So that's like a negative 20. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. For your, for your school, for your... I, I, okay, now I'm going to be on a quest to find a movie that you like less than this one. I hope not. Because on, like, <laughs> honestly, going into this, I didn't think you would hate it. As, I, I figured you wouldn't like it, but I would not never have guessed over Xanadu you would pick this movie is being worse. Nah, I like Xanadu. More Xanadu than or Big Trouble in Little China. That one's close. They were both threes, right? Yeah, I think so. Something up in there. Yeah, because you gave Big Trouble, I think, a two at first, but then you gave it another point it's, or a point and a half for Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was cool. That was it. I'd rather look at. <laughs> I'd probably pick Xanadu actually. Oh. No way. <laughs> I mean, Kim Cattrall. Oh, I'm I'm definitely picking Xanadu now that. I can get on under Trey's skin a little bit. So he doesn't get under my skin. It just hurt. all you're doing is hurting my impression of you. Like I used, you know, I hold you up you so high standards, up. and it's like my arms getting tired. The more the you best, talk, I'm the best person you know, <laughs> next to my wife and Jesus and Je- <laughs> gotcha. and my father, Jesus. mother. Okay, yeah, you'd be like maybe top ten. Jesse would probably Non-family be a little bit ahead members. of you. Oh. I'm pretty good dude. <laughs> no. I'm All just right. trying to get under Daniel's skin. Yeah, uh, if you would have asked me what I thought about this movie when I was at uh, You get under my skin and just talk about my lack of seeing Star Wars. Oh, wait. Guess what? I haven't <laughs> done that in, like, forever. Well, you can't do it anymore anyway. So That's what I was getting I to. would defend... For, when Caveman would go off on his tangents, I would, like, end those discussions because I, um, I saw you getting mad about it. I At Michael's house, I almost punched him in the face. <laughs> that was the maddest I've ever got at him. And there's he has no, that effect on people Cave, it, If yeah. Cave's listening... I love you, Cave, but there's a lot of times I've wanted to hit you. There we go. Just look, listen okay. back to the Star Wars episodes, and you'll, you will hear Cave <laughs> loudly. Cave is a good dude, but he can get under your skin. It's a good good thing. <laughs> I love that little furry man. Anyway, uh, now if, if you went to, into the past and talked to my six-year-old, eight-year-old self, 
around the time you know when this well, was little on VHS. Little Trey would probably say, this movie's great. It's awesome. How are the ducks hilarious? It's an eight. I'm, again, I'm hypothetically saying, like, yeah. to give a, a difference. Watching it today, I mean, I don't think it's, like, anywhere... I don't think it's a terrible movie, simply because I do have that past connection to it. However, that being said, today's score, I would give it a four. Good. Okay. I thought you were going to say a five. And I was like, he's done deserve a five. No, remember, like, I mean, uh, anything yeah. under a five for me would is, like, bad. Or under a six, honestly. I mean, because, I mean, when we talked about this before, it's just why we did Xanadu as one thing, because we tend to do movies that I love. So every week it's like you're giving seven and eights, and I'm giving nines and ten, or, you know, eights and nines. So mix it up a little bit, aside from Jaws, the Jaws week, the shark weeks we had. So, yeah. Je- well, Jesse, you watched it too. What, what, what would you give it? I was just thinking about that, probably three. Y'all can go suck each other's dicks or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like I, like I said, I appreciate yeah. it for the comedy sort of not not sort the of. comedy it was attempting to do. Yeah, the comedy it ended up it implied it ended, yeah right. Which is I mean both I mean I, I'm not this isn't this doesn't shock me like big him hating Big Trouble in Little China because Big Trouble in Little China is one of the greatest movies ever made. As a matter of fact, um, you know, wife had her anniversary last week. And it's the cotton anniversary, so I, w- I got her a shirt. That's uh, not just a shirt. All you women out there, who win. <gasps> I got her got a, some a piece of jewelry, too. an expensive dinner, et cetera, et cetera. But like the cotton gift was a T-shirt with Princess Leia, and it said, "Don't mess with the princess," because I call her because Han Solo is my hero, so I call her princess all the time because uh. I pretend to be Han Solo when we're driving. <laughs> anyway, and uh, but I got it from 80stees.com. Free plug for them, but they have the baddest ass t-shirts especially that are so relevant to this podcast right. matter of fact Daniel in addition to ordering that shirt I ordered me a Jack Burton muscle shirt I'm just <laughs> waiting for summer I'm gonna wear that thing tucked into my jeans get my high brown moccasins and I'm gonna rock the Jack Burton look all summer long then I'm gonna wear those shorts that he <laughs> from, wore on Xanadu <laughs> no for the bachelor <laughs> we have a bachelor party where we're going to the beach for a, our good friend Josh who's getting married so I'll rock the Jack Burton look, and you rock the what was Sunny, whatever Michael Beck from Xanadu yeah. look. Sunny's right. Sunny Malone. We can talk everybody to making an '80s thing where everybody wore '80s clothes. That would be so awesome. <laughs> Sunny Malone. That's I'm sure funny. we would do it, but I don't, right. think, I don't think you know Jeremy might. But that'd be I hard. For I mean, from our Halloween party, <laughs> you know, I'm not scared to wear very little. So <laughs> I'm not. You know me. I ain't scared to wear anything. So. <laughs> that's all. That's pretty much what I was wearing. So yeah, nothing. I Woo! wish I could have seen you in the ring that night, but I was. Oh, yeah. Praying to the porcelain god. Which I need to make a video of. Uh, whatever. Just Dang. don't tag me in it where my parents can see it. <laughs> I might not recognize you. Mom said, <laughs> the first thing she said when she saw the pictures from the Halloween party, <laughs> my mom said, I always wanted a daughter. <laughs> I'm like, there you go. Well, one night, one night you had one. When she didn't, she didn't live up, she didn't, uh, what's the way I'm, she didn't. Impress the family name. (laughs) She She kind of smeared the family name. On Halloween or any night, do they go out? Total drunk bitch. Bitch (laughs) Yeah, girl. A woo girl. Woo Woo girl. Anyway, there's our scores. Yeah, you want to do well? Or I'm sorry, what's it called now? Just call it. I don't know the damn name. We gotta think. (laughs) You called it something good last week. I forgot what it was. Sports of path or something. Sports rewind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cause see, rewind, rewind only existed on VCRs and tape decks. The Wide World of Sports in the eighties. Yeah, call it Wide World or Um, something. I'll come up with some. Kind of got off my train of thought there for a second. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Howard the Duck came out on August first, nineteen eighty-six. On August second of nineteen eighty-six, Jackie Joyner Kersey from the U.S. Uh, she set a record for the heptathlon with a certain amount of points. It was 7,161 points to win the gold medal. But she was actually just running away from the theater at the time. <laughs> After seeing actually, it must have been it must have been like at a world championship because they wouldn't have the Olympics in 1986. Anyway, didn't look that part up, but I did look the Olympics. Um, yeah, they have. Well, Jackie Joyner Curse is a big sports figure yeah. from the 80s. So um, here's another. Trivia for you. Let's see. I'll, I'll even. Can you get three of them at least? The events in the heptathlon. How many events are in a heptathlon? Let's see. Hex would be six. So hep. Sixteen. No. Nope. Seven. Seven. Really? Yeah. Why wasn't it? You know. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Hep is seven, and oct <laughs> would be eight. Yeah, I was trying to think know. what comes between oct and hex. <laughs> 
Never know that was hip. Okay. So hepatitis is like seven tituses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and it was track and field events, right? If I remember, I mean, well, both track and. Field, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't like uh, so obvious. I would just, say just hurdles. Give me three hurdles is one. Yeah, uh, I, I would assume like just like a, yeah. a dash, like a you know a hundred meter or fifty yard, two hundred meter, uh, long jump. Yeah, pole vault. Nope. Okay, I guess discus. I yeah, shot put or discus. Shot put is in it. No oh, okay. discus. So if they do shot put, I would assume they wouldn't do javelin. Javelin is in it. Okay, that's odd to me. They would do two different. Throw this heavy ball you and throw this light spear. You yeah. did pretty much. How so many? How many am I missing? Two. Okay. Uh, but one of them is a, it's another run, but it's a little longer. It's eight hundred meter. Okay. So two times around the track. So there's one thing left. It's a field event. I'm trying to think of NES track and field. It's a field event that doesn't <laughs> use any tools. You is don't it the high jump? Hide and seek. It's high jump, right there. <laughs> Good job. I wish hide and seek was an Olympic event. <laughs> I wish we could pick like the Olympic games. <laughs> anyway, that's paper the event. football. <laughs> Hide and the seek. Americans are hiding in the bushes again. Freeze tag. How awesome would freeze tag <laughs> be? Like <laughs> on a, you know, the Russians are fighting the Americans. The Swedish team is frozen right now. <laughs> <laughs> that it for? No, oh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were continuing. Oh, no. I was just waiting. She won uh, six medals in general. He won uh, three gold, one silver, two bronze. She won. Gold's actually back-to-back Olympics, which is pretty rare yeah, feat. Yeah, this is all and in one day. No, heptathlon. Good job. Good info. Yeah. It takes place in two days. Uh, wow. Still a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, they do uh, four in one day, and then the second day to do the last three. They so, don't let them sleep that night. <laughs> just to see how it affects them. <laughs> she won a gold in 88 and 92, so I don't remember where 88 the Olympics were. 92, sure. it was in uh, Barcelona. I knew that. Yeah. So. Anyway, there's your Sports Rewind. Sports rewind. That was like rewound in super slow mo. Uh, but in the real world, nothing really, so, uh, not too, nothing too major so. happened. Because uh, we actually, I don't know, I didn't go back and look what movie it was, but we did something else around this time because I recognized some of the real world stuff that happened. That's saying on the podcast. But on August sixth in Louisville, Kentucky, William J. Schroeder was the second artificial heart recipient, and he died six hundred and twenty days after having the artificial heart put in. So it worked for a while. But then I guess they didn't oil it. Okay, never mind. That was a segue into the Back to the Future segment. We're talking about Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm. Ah. So you get into the tin heart. He needed a heart and didn't have a heart. They sure. didn't oil it and it died. I'm dying here. Help me, help me, somebody, please. Uh, since Daniel hasn't seen it, and I'm sure some of y'all haven't, we'll keep it kind of... Spo- I know me and Jesse have seen it, so we'll keep it spoiler-free. Uh, I'm poor. Tell you. It's a, ain't, ain't no problem. Actually, the main thing is I have a baby. Which means you're poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of, I mean, it was the number one movie over the box office last weekend. And uh, we're, of course, we're recording this a week before you guys hear it. So in most, I assume it's probably going to be King again uh, for the next week. Uh, gotten some, the reviews I've seen are pretty good. I think Rotten Tomatoes, it was, a, it was fresh, I think, still. Barely. Uh, 60, something around. I think, I mean, and a lot of our friends have seen it too uh, and a lot of the feedback I've seen is like oh it's great it's amazing uh, me personally uh, it starts off pretty good and then it slows down to where to a crawl to where it should be 30 minutes shorter and the end is awesome so it's good to me first but not 30 great. minutes were great last 30 minutes were great and everything I in between totally was just eh and here's my biggest complaint and uh, Danny you want to like cover yours or something I'm not going to spoil anything but if I it's going to be like one of those things if I point it out you're going to look for it free. yeah Okay. Oh, well, okay. Cool. Well, you'll okay. You'll know that people who've seen this, the movie, will know this, and I don't think it'll. But in the opening credits, there's a huge spoiler. Oh. Is it? Is it the name of somebody in it? No. That you're not. I'm not gonna say anything else. But I mean, like, oh. there, if you're, because the the credit sequence is Did really nice. You watch nice. it in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, the credit sequence yeah. was awesome right at the beginning. It was amazing. In 3D. And, uh, I can't imagine it'd be just as cool as, as in 2D. 2D. Yeah, because they the, really took advantage of it. Yeah, Looked good. And uh, I think I like well, a little, but anyway. And I'm not a huge fan of 3D. Me either. But it's the last couple of 3D movies I've seen, which would be I guess Hobbit and Oz. Impress, like it was worth seeing in 3D to me. You gonna see Jurassic Park in 3D? Oh hell yeah! Just I mean, I'll, <laughs> even if it came just in just 2D, again, just I want to see it in the theater, theater again because I, I, I kind of want to go with you. Just to well, let's all go see it. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, and then. 
we'll record a podcast that night for whenever 80s uh, 90s revisited comes out <laughs> but yeah uh, bonus episode we we'll talk about but I mean, if you've seen it and if you and if you have seen it and you're wondering what we're talking about if you, when you watch it again if you do watch the opening credits there's a huge plot point that's revealed in the opening credits uh, which I'm not gonna say anymore because like so it's spoiler free and everything. So I probably didn't catch it because I was looking at all the stuff going on in the opening credits. <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. But if if you've yeah. seen it and you might be if you know kind of like the plot where it goes, He Man interrupts our podcast again. I thought I turned it on vibrate. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. But it's it's always good to hear you know where the power really lies. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Oz. I mean, I would recommend going to see it. But here's the here's the cool thing that I didn't know until after I saw it was Disney doesn't own the rights to the original. That's Warner Brothers. Uh, so Oz the Great and Powerful is not a sequel to The Wizard of Oz. It's a uh, uh what it is it's just a it's just a movie that takes place in Oz because L. Frank Baum's all of the Oz books are uh public domain. So Okay. Now Disney's smart because you have the Wizard of Oz and they, they had the their legal department had to work overtime with this film to have certain things in place that they that you know, oh you can't do this because of the original but you can do this. For example, the color of the wicked witch could not be the exact same green. It had they had to actually create a color, like legally, to say the witch is this color. Because they don't oh, want similarities. God. Also, if you remember the original, uh what was her name Margaret uh Margaret Hamilton played the witch, she had a mole on her chin. Mm-hmm. The wicked witch in this movie doesn't have a mole on her chin because that's too similar. And uh, like there was some, there was wow. one other kind of big thing. I can't remember all time. Is there any characters? Mm-mm. There's reference. They they are referenced. Okay. I won't because that's kind of it's it's that exciting when you sense, see things though. like. Is yeah. there a yellow brick road? Yes. And that is, did it have to be a different shade of? <laughs> no, they they referred to it. They as called a it the yellow brick, brick road. road. So I assume, but again, I mean. I think legally you can because Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I doubt he had to pay Warner Brothers to use because you know it's it's almost that's like one of those pop culture things. What if somebody was said to follow it? I think they, I thought, I think I thought she said that. you just have to follow the Yellow Brick Road. So <laughs> I mean, but again, all, but there was there were certain that's things. In conversation. I yeah, mean, mm-hmm. it just seems like there were certain things that they could and couldn't do because of Warner Brothers holding all the rights to the have, original. Did they show Emerald City? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I assume if it's mentioned by name in the book, in the public domain, it's uh, it's fair game. But I would assume. Oh, so it's more visuals then. I would assume. Yeah, but I mean, it has to do be just visuals, right? Because characters are mentioned all. Yeah. I mean, was so there any? Well, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, I kind mean, of what I said was visual anyway, with the color of the witch yeah, and the it, the mold. So like you you didn't see Toto, for example. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a prequel anyway, so Dorothy isn't even born yet. Okay, is that much of a? Prequel. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah. It starts off. James Franco is Oz, like okay. he's the Wizard of Oz. At his normal age. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it's sort. It's his origin and how he gets to Oz, and the and the, the brilliant thing is about this show about the movie is yeah, oh, and other witches too. Like it's all the witch in the north. It's before I mean, every. Um, it's before well, Dorothy east, crash lands. Ethan South. Yeah, you and, don't know East and South. Yeah, the, the the genius of the movie to me is is that. Because they can't use the original, it still fits perfectly before the original. Maybe not perfectly, but to where you see, kind of want to see it, it becoming mm-hmm. the original. That's funny. I didn't know about that. Because I didn't either. Because it fits. You know, like because I'm, I'm I'm watching it very critically. Warner like, Brothers like motherfucker. Oh, like you fucking <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Spray paint them in front of Disney. <laughs> Put some graffiti. And the, and the genius about it now, they're so smart because now this one's a huge hit. Now they can make a se- You know, they can make a sequel. Uh, even to the original, or using any of the books by L. Frank Baum, because he made like eight, like there were several books about Oz, or like The Lion of Oz, like Carly Lyon had his own book, The Tin Man had his own book, tons of books. He was written in like the 1800s, I think. Tons I mean, was... of books. Yeah. Cascades. <laughs> if you know what I'm doing. Swamps of books. Yeah. Page Master with Macaulay Culkin. I don't know what you're talking about. Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Uh... My wife would have gotten that in a split second. <laughs> not, not I. Although I love Beauty and the Beast, just that was like the one that I would watch as a kid, like when you know when you watch them. One of those five uh, days straight watching. Once. That was me. Were like Lion King, like yeah. Lion King or uh, what's the other uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. You know, Beauty and the Beast. Like I loved it, but it's like one of those because it was a little more dramatic. I would watch it, you know, not as often to where like it doesn't 
I remember the movie, but like quotes necessarily don't stick out to me. But yeah, uh, go check out Oz if you like the original. There's a lot to like with this movie. Again, I just think it like me and Jesse were saying. Uh, I think it was about 30 minutes too long, and it it starts strong and ends strong, but the middle is you just kind of get bored. Uh, my we went to see it uh, after we ate our anniversary dinner actually because you know, our anniversary is March 9th. It came out March 8th. We went and saw it the that night before because we don't like going out on weekends because a whole bunch of punks usually go to restaurants and are loud and obnoxious. Anyway, so on a but, Monday night, nobody there. It's awesome. That's the best time. Like I. Lo- <laughs> I love watching movies when it's not crowded, except like a comedy or, or like a, right. a premiere like Star Wars or Harry Potter or yeah, something yeah. like when that. You know you're event. surrounded yeah. by your kind, I guess. Exactly. Oh, that's the exa- best way to put it. <laughs> but my wife tends to fall asleep in movies, especially when we go to midnights, which Oz wasn't a midnight, which is awesome. It's at ten, It actually played at nine the oh. night before because of uh, the Dark Knight theater shooting. Cinemark doesn't do midnights anymore. Oh, which if there's that. any good to come out of that, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, not to make light of it, but I mean... Like, I don't hey, know why they didn't do this sooner. Well, they get to keep their staff for less time. Exactly. I mean, it's a it's they just turned it into win, a money win. move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even my wife kind of fell asleep in the middle of it, and she like, if a movie has to keep really keep her entertained or uh, occupied mentally, I guess. And like I said, all started really strong. You're excited to get into it, and it just kind of slows to a crawl, and then it picks. The end is just awesome. So, but definitely recommend it if you like. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. There so, you go. That's that. Uh, anything else about Howard the Duck, Daniel? Nope. I don't want no, to no, no, you don't want to get the last. I'll, <laughs> you can have the last word, like on this movie. I won't say anything after your next sentence, except like to close out the show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, if you want to say this movie sucks, don't watch it. I can't stand this movie. There you go. If this, you'd like to send us an email to disagree with Daniel's horrible opinion, this movie can go straight to hell. <laughs> there it's you. up to me. Oh, man. We're now officially in the next segment, so I'm, this is not speaking... After, I'm not going against my word. Yeah, but if, if you like this movie, or if you don't like this movie, if you agree with Daniel or me, you want to send us an email explaining... Sorry, I didn't mean to kick your sandal-covered... Wear fucking real shoes, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry you have sandals on. I keep kicking your feet. Uh, you want to get a hold of us with... Uh, His name's Lee, goddammit. <laughs> best outtake ever. If you know where that's from, and you send us an email... We'll hook you up with Ha-ha. an autograph. Or I don't know, surprise. <laughs> an autograph from Trey Harris. Like Johnny Cage. That's how cocky I am. To my biggest fan. No, anyway, uh, email is 80srevisited at gmail.com. Also, uh, check us out on Facebook with all the other Awesome Podcast Network shows of past and future at Awesome Podcast Network. And then also on Twitter, where occasionally our producer, Jesse Sedgley, occasionally, as in recently uh live tweets as he watches a movie that was my first time live tweeting did you like it? i mean that's something you could see I don't yourself use doing twitter again. a lot Me but either. uh it was 2 a.m i was like i'm not gonna be annoying anybody at this time <laughs> <laughs> if they want to go back and see what the hell i was talking about that's cool. well as a matter of fact maybe we should all do that you have, you have, you have uh you have an iphone i mean or ipod i mean to where you get a twitter app maybe one day we'll I'll sit, like, let's watch one of the movies for the podcast. We'll watch at the same time. time. And see then we'll what other people tweet are it. tweeting. That's, that's a cool we'll, idea. We'll give that a try. If you'd like to see that, drop us a line. Because the next bad movie or something or that we look into doing, we'll do that and see what happens. But then also, uh, yeah, I mentioned Twitter. Awesome podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, that's about it for this show. But next week, I decided on next week. You want to know what it is or you want me to not tell you? No, well, i got to tell you. i got to tell me. <laughs> yeah, uh, watching Howard the Duck reminded me of another movie I liked around that same time, which was... The Mark Singer classic, The Beastmaster, which I know you... Oh, Daniel's making the happy face. <laughs> He's so happy right now. So, yes, the Mark Singer classic, fantasy classic, which this movie had duck boobs in it. Beastmaster, rated PG, has Tawny Katane... Not, I think I call it Tawny Katane. Roberts? Yeah, yeah uh, what's her name? Yeah, the red, the hot redhead chick from the Beastmaster yeah. tits. They're in the Beastmaster. So, yeah. It's, a, it's a double dose of different uh, biological organisms... Breast glands. I don't know what I'm trying to go with that. Breast glands. In the crying. In the systems. All right. So everybody, next week, The Beastmaster. One of my favorite 80s movies. So, which most of these are on here, like we said. But anyway. One of mine as well. Until next time, I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Jesse Sidley. Duckabunga!
show and more at the awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts